So now this notion, now getting back to the Sawaf. So the practice of the Sawaf that I mentioned to you last night of Zikr. So what the Mashaykh did is that in addition to the du'as in the Quran and the Hadith, in addition to certain azkar also that are mentioned in Hadith, uh, those are sometimes still called Masnoon A'mal, that the Prophet said that if you recite this seven times after Fajr, that person who recites this tasbih a hundred times a day gets such and such a fazila. What the Mashaykh did is they even added and designed additional zikr to that. And in the most particular type of additional zikr that they added was zikr al-qalbi or zikr of the heart, which is something I discussed a bit with you all last night as well. Zikr of the heart. Why? Because they found that in the Muslims there was an illness that was not there in the early Muslims. And what was that? The early Muslims used to recite all of these tasbihat with a present heart. And we are the Muslims who forget the Masnoon Amal and Masnoon Dawaz. Even the Fars Salah, we are able to recite that with an absent heart. And they saw in the Quran so many ayat of the Quran, many of which I recited for you last night, linking zikr and qalb, linking zikr and the spiritual heart. So they decided to focus and train people how to restore zikr to their spiritual heart. Now did the some teach people to do this? No, not literally. But the Prophet didn't need to teach people to do this because they were people who were already people of zikr. The Sahaba were the first and foremost manifestations of that verse. Anybody who says that I'm also doing amal on that verse, I've also become such a true human being that neither trade or commerce or anything in this world can distract me from the zikr of Allah, I will be the first to tell that person there's no need for you to do any of these nafal zikr askar that the Mashaikh have designed. You should just go straight and do talawat and nafal salah. The best thing for you is nafal salah. You should become like those early Muslims who prayed 1,000 nafal salah a day. That's the best zikr for you if you've been able to fix your heart. And in fact, the Mashaikh of Tasawuf have mentioned this tertib. First zikr, then tilawat, then salah. We're talking about nafil. We're not talking about fanas. First salah to haysay. We're talking about the world of nafil. Because sometimes a person also wants to look, if I'm going to spend 20 hours doing nafil, why shouldn't I just read the Quran for 20 minutes? If I'm going to spend 20 minutes doing nafil ibadat, why shouldn't I pray nawafil, salah for 20 minutes? Why do you tell me to sit down and do this zikr? Or why do you tell me to try to train my heart to remember Allah? Because we say that we're training your heart to remember Allah as a step. As a step to improve the quality of your tilawat and of your salah. Because people also do tilawat mindlessly. The best example I've, I, I have given this to you before, in, in the previous month, is that sometimes people, and there's a fazila mentioned in Sahih Hadith, to reciting Surah Kaf on Friday. So sometimes a person will sit down and it's a Friday and they think they're free, and they decide, let me recite Surah Kaf. So they pick up the Musaf of the Quran, they open it up to Surah 18 and they start reading. After one or two pages, their zarf is finished. So what do they do? And I wish I could show you this. The, the Kadatam on the side of the Parda, right? I will show you what they do. They're reading, right? And they read a page, then they read a page, then what do they do? Then they skip ahead. How many pages are left? They stick their finger there. They put the finger there. And now their whole Talawat is watching how many pages left to the finger. Right? That's how we do Talawat. You want to do 20 minutes of Talawat like that? Or do you realize there's a problem that what's the matter with me? What's the matter with my heart? Somebody can sit me down, I can watch a two-hour movie like this. And I can't even read Surah Kaf for 20 minutes without getting tired of it. I'm tired after the first page. 
Or Khudana Khasta, somebody I know dies and I go to some house and they stick a pot in my hand. I can't read it. If they ask me to sit and talk to them over tea and console them, I can do that for six hours. If they ask me to read a par for 30 minutes, I can't read it. So something's wrong, right? And the cure for this is not in Hadith. Why? Because the Sahaba didn't have the sickness. No Sahaba went to the Prophet and said, Ya Rasulullah, you said, Salasam, the Fadil, the reciting Surah Kaf on Friday, I picked it up and I couldn't last more than 20 ayat. If any Sahaba had had this illness, they would have asked the Prophet, I already told you, Rabatan Ittala, they would have definitely asked. And the Prophet would have told them what to do. But mean you have new illnesses, new diseases. Therefore, we require new cures. People come to me in the masjid and say, you know, I recited Fatiha in Sajda. I was reading Atayat and Qiyam. I didn't remember what Rakat I was praying. You won't look at all the hadith. No Sahaba asked the Prophet this question. They didn't have this illness. Mean you have a very severe illness that our hearts are totally absent in our ibadat. Therefore, if somebody can design some new nafil zikr that will train our heart to remember Allah and there's nothing in it that's against the Quran, Sunnah and Shriya, then we should at least try it. Maybe it'll work. If it doesn't work, at least your niyat was that you were sitting for zikr. And remember, Allah subhanahu has left zikr ijmalan. Fadhkununi has not said how to do it. Udhkurullaha dhikran kathira has not said. Show me anywhere in the Quran or the Hadith where it says, what is that dhikri kathir? Nowhere. It's been left open. So that people could do that abundant remembrance in multiple, manifold, different ways. As long as it's within the Sharia, we have to do that dhikri kathir. So the Mashiach came up with these different types of dhikr. And if you think about it, there is some sense of this from the seerah of the Prophet ﷺ, if not his sunnah. When Sayyidina Rasulullah ﷺ, before zuhur and nabuat what was he doing? He was climbing up a mountain and sitting in a cave. Gharihira. Why? Why? What was he doing there? He was doing a kind of zikr. He was searching. He was seeking out Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He was sitting in contemplation and reflection. That's what he was doing. So if we feel that our hearts have become so dead that they're not able to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in sajda, then maybe we need to sit in, in some contemplation and reflection. We need to try to use our heart to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is all that zikr al-qalbi is. And the saboot for that, there's so many ayat in the Quran. Again, وَذْكُرْ رَبَّكَ فِي نَفْسِكَ تَذَرُّعًا مَخِيفَةً And make zikr of your rab fi nafsik inside of yourself. تَذَرُّعًا humbly, خِيفَةً silently. Now you have to do amal on this verse. It's up to you how you do it. Allah Ta'ala has not told you the tafsil of how to do it. Now what happened over history is that people started realizing that okay look, I, a simple ordinary Muslim, I can think of some way to do amal on this verse or I can go to someone who has studied this concept of zikr. I can go to someone who has helped people come out of their ghaflat 
and I can ask them that what is the way that you teach them to do amal on this verse that takes them out of ghafla? What is the way that you teach them to do zikr that brings their heart back into their salah? What is the way that you teach them to do zikr that enables them to pray tahajjud? What is the way that you teach them to do zikr that enables them to remember you in their tilawat? And that's even the way that any shaykh is teaching, that's still not farz and wajib. But naturally, human being is going to be more inclined to do something that is tested, that is proven, that has a track record, that is established at bringing people out of their heedlessness into a state of remembrance. Just like Nurani Qaeda. That is a tested, proven way to teach a person Tajweed. I can come up with Kamal Deen's way of teaching Tajweed. So you have a choice, or I can go, every one of us can decide our own way. It's jais in the Sharia. You can come up and learn Tajweed any way you want. But most people think that, okay, let me see the ulama of Tajweed, the tutors of Tajweed, the people who have spent their life trying to guide a person out from the incorrect pronunciation into the correct pronunciation, what techniques, tips and strategies do they use that they have a track record of proven success? Why not just plug myself into that program? That's what zikr is. That is what formal zikr is. That is what zikr of the mashaykh is. That these are people who have that track record. So why not plug myself and do that zikr? And again, as long as there's nothing in it that's against the share, you're safe. And if you try it and it doesn't work, you can leave it because that's what nafil is. Nafil is in your ikhtiyar. Zikr is nafil. You can do it, you can leave it. There's no sin if you leave it. There may be lack of benefit if you don't do zikr, but there's no sin if you leave it. So then, going back to practice, this is what the mashayik of the Sovuf did. Is they designed practices, extra nafil ibadat. And some of them come from within the existing of ibadat, like prescribing extra fasting. You will find this, right? For example, Imam Ghazali has written a whole chapter a whole book in Ahyalul Mudin is actually 40 books. One book is called Kitabu Kasr Shahwatan, the book on breaking the two desires. And one desire that he talks about there is gluttony. Gluttony. Someone again eating a lot, becoming a being a petu. That's what you call it, petu. Gluttony, petu. And he prescribes extra fasting. And in the beginning of that, he describes his theory. Now what's his theory? And you know we love to talk about being moderate and in between the two extremes. Now watch this carefully. What happens is that a person is living on an extreme called gluttony. And sometimes in order to bring them to the middle, which is the sunnah, you need to give them the power to establish the other extreme. It's like Ramadan, that's an extreme. We're fasting from things that are jais. That's an extreme thing to do. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes us do that. Why? It's the sunnah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That if they can be trained to do that extreme, which is to leave the jais, they will then be able to do the norm, which is to leave the najais. That's Ramadan. So sometimes the mashayikh would push people to excessive fasting. Why? The, if you can reach, you're on one extreme, which is gluttony. If you can train your naf so much that it can reach the other extreme, then you will be able to find the happy medium. You need to give yourself the ability to reach that other extreme. And that's in these days and times, it's a good thing to have, right? If war ever comes upon us, we're not going to have our Masum's bakery is not going to remain open in wartime. 
right? We're going to have to learn how to survive on the roti, dal, and atta that millions of Swat refugees are surviving on. For three days, just eat dal and roti. That's it. Akyuhan on all your drivers and guards, that's all they eat for months. just eat dal. when I studied in the Madras and Karachi, I'm a master of dal. I know all the different types of because Masha and the Madrasa they try to keep a variety of different dals. And sometimes it's the dry one, Vokyai Mash or Masur, it's the dry one, sometimes it's the saucy one, right? Sometimes it's yellow, sometimes it was white, sometimes it was orange, it's redder, sometimes it was black. Madhadar. <laughs> right? So sometimes they did that, yes. In this day and age it's difficult. Now the Mashaik have changed their practices that they teach. Because Hamarandar Vohimatneya. Let me show you the usul of the sawaf. Because they say that, look, you should only engage in that amount of mujahida that doesn't reduce your ability to do ibadah. You should only engage in that amount of mujahida that doesn't reduce your ability to do ibadah. Ask your bachari, 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 you tell them to do enough of fast, but bad gyat hai. Kate aaj hum se kuch chuyizi nahi hua. Jo thora baat kran patate, wo bhi nahi hua. I'm weak. Right? No, if it's debilitating you, if it's weakening you, if it's reducing your ibadah, that's too much majadah for you. you. You have to do it gradually. You have to lessen it. You have to lessen it. Those people were different. Allahu Akbar. That's what Sayyidina Ali used to say. That there's nothing more beloved. Allahu Akbar Kabira. That there's nothing more beloved to me than doing jihad on a hot summer day in halat siyam while fasting. Allahu Akbar Kabira. Ye kya lutf hai. Unko kya lutf or lazat milta tha in Jesus hai. Hum sochi nahi sakta. Sochi nahi sakta. Unko bhook ka maza aata tha. Hummin to khane ke maza aata hai. Unlogo ko bhook ka maza aata tha. But today the people they're not strong enough so we don't teach that stuff anymore. We can't even do it ourselves. If we try to do that we'll become weak. Aaj ko majaj to bichara lari nahi sakega. Right? Lari nahi sakega. So they change their teachings over time. They change their teachings. So those early stories that you hear, first of all, I've given you the proof of Jawaz and Sharia from the Salaf, that they did these 1,000 rakats and all those things I've recited to you. But they were prescribed as cures for those people who were strong enough for that. And in this day and age, we don't have that strength. So the cure has to be a bit lighter, which is zikr. Zikr is the most khafif ibadah. Zikr is the lightest of ibadah. The Qur'an is heavy. Allah subhanahu wa says in the Qur'an about it that it is thaqeel. It is heavy. It was, if it was revealed on the mountain, they would be crushed. Don't think that you've done justice to this heavy Qur'an in a one-year tarjama class. That's any. With a tika, you learn the tarjama. It's a very good thing. I'm very happy that people know the tarjama of the Qur'an. But don't think that you can sidestep ever the thickle of the Qur'an. You can't. You can't. It's heavy. Zikr is light. And Salah is made up of both. Salah is Zikr plus Qur'an. That's why they say put that third. First train your heart to do Zikr. Then do Talawat with Zikr. In other words, later on in Tasawwuf, they will tell you, Kasrat Talawat. That's your Sabak. Not Zikr. Talawat kara. Talawat. Do para, teen para, paanch para, das para. Then Nawafim. 
Our problem is, look, look at us. We can't even do. Hum lambi namaz padhi nahi sakte. Hume konsa Quran aata hai? The best of us know 30th juz. Most of us know half a juz. So, aap chahein bhi, aap khare ho jai tajud mein kitna aap khent sakte hai? 10 minute max. Because we don't know enough Quran. <laughs> That's how weak we are. The people say we don't even have the skills to do that. One one way the Mashaikh of the Sof explained this, they, they described a baby. You see, when a baby is born, it can drink its mother's milk, khafif. Or nowadays a formula substitute for that, but a mother's milk. As it grows older, it can take goat's milk. As it grows older, it can take cow's milk. As it grows older, it could take buffalo's milk, which you people drink in Pakistan. I don't know if you know, you even Nestle milk pack is Banskadut. I once happened to see a Nestle Milk Pack Collection Center in rural Punjab. If you were to see that place, you would never, <laughs> you would not be fooled by the Tetra Pack packing. The packing may be aseptic. What's in it? Voitis hai. Voitis hai jo motorcycle wala pachata hai. Right? And after Banskadut is Urtkadut, camel's milk. Just like that, insan has a ruh. The Quran is heavy. I'm talking about tarjama is light, tarjama khele. Look at all the non-Muslims who've done tarjama of Quran. What the khele? What the iman se khali log bhi tarjama kar lete? I'm talking about the ghizab, the Quran to the ruh, the transformative effect of the Quran. That's what Sayyidina Umar realized. He took years on Surah Baqarah. It wasn't a tarjama issue. It wasn't a tafsir issue. He, that was the thickle of the Qur'an. He wanted that. He wanted the full potency of Qur'an. So it took him years to get full potency of Baqarah. But zikr is light. Zikr is light. So what happens is, and for, so for those of us who have a very weak iman, weak root, and we say we can't do that tilawat. We can't do it. Ham Ramadan mein kuch ho jata hai. But outside of Ramadan, bahut mushkil. So we start with zikr. The more and more zikr you do, you build your zarf. You build your capacity. You build your with the absorption power. And zikr softens the heart. Softens the heart. The Sahidit, the Prophet said, that for each and everything there is a polish. With sikalatul kulubi zikrullah. And the polish of the hearts is the zikr of Allah. Obviously, the polish, dil per lagayangi, the polish paninga. Jab Allah ke zikr dil mein aayega to polish banega. So to do zikr of Allah with the heart. So many verses in Quran, so many ahadith linking zikr and kalb. Zikr, kalb, Allah. Zikr, kalb, Allah. So Mashaik said simply speaking that the Sahabi Quran reached this level automatically due to the virtue of the sohbah of the Prophet their iman, their taqwa, their hearts were always doing zikr. We need to reach that level through formalized exercises of zikr. 